Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here to discuss Glass Onion. I'm not going to say it's a sequel because I heard that the creators were not happy that it was advertised as much. So I'm just going to call it Glass Onion. It is written by Rian Johnson and directed by him as well uh, as produced. Though he is joined by Ram Bergman in the production. We do know that he also created Knives Out starring Daniel Craig. And this is kind of a anthology in the in the the opposing Sherlock Holmes based uh detective mysteries that accompany one Benoit Blanc and he is very famous detective why I say that like (laughs) like I was in one of those films where you would say he is very famous detective I think I've been watching too much Barry that's what it is uh yeah so This movie came out September 10th of 2022, but it premiered on Netflix December 23rd of 2022. And it has been on my list, but I wanted to give myself a, you know, a good (laughs) day to watch it because it's been a little busy the last few. I am beyond ecstatic to be off the next 10 days. Continuing in our accolade, cinematography uh, by Steve Yedlin, edited by Bob Duske, Duske, music by Nathan Johnson. It had a budget of $40 million and a box office of $15 million. So unfortunately, it did not, and I'm sure it'll make its money back Uh over time yeah it's only been like what a fucking month (laughs) this isn't an avatar so no i think it'll it'll uh do just fine particularly with what it will make from netflix as well and then we have a long list of truly great starring cast members here daniel craig as i stated earlier as the famous benoit blanc Private investigator Edward Norton as Miles Braun, a New York billionaire and owner of a large tech company. Janelle Monet as Helen and Andy Brand, two twin sisters. Catherine Hahn as Claire DeBella. Leslie Odom Jr. as Lionel Toussaint. Kate Hudson as Bertie J. Dave Batista as Duke Cody. Jessica Henwick as Peg, Madeline Klein as Whiskey, Noah Segan as Daryl. <laughs> oh, Daryl was the MVP. <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines is, uh, you want to hang out or... <laughs> 
Jackie Hoffman as Ma and Dallas Roberts as Devin DeBella. There was a brief cameo from Ethan Hawke. And apparently, I didn't know this, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was actually doing the hourly dong. (laughs) Something that had me tickling every time it occurred. Because it sounds like just a douchey rich thing to do. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. On the critical response side, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 94% out of 348 critic reviews that are positive with an average rating of 8 out of 10. The website's consensus reads, Glass Onion, quote, I should say quote first, quote, Glass Onion brings back Benoit Blanc for another wildly entertaining mystery, rounded out by an outstanding ensemble cast, end quote. Metacritic, which use a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 81 out of 100 based on 61 critics, indicating universal acclaim. I would agree with that. There has been, I suppose, a uh, a little bit of a correlation between this film and some people bringing up uh, Elon Musk's recent takeover of Twitter. And they are comparing Edward Norton's performance as Miles Braun to Elon Musk. I think you can make that connection if you were someone who's deep, balls deep into what Elon Musk is doing. I'm not, so I didn't see it at all. What I did see is what I've already stated in more than just Elon Musk, but a lot of other big names. It started back in with that that uh that that apple guy keep forgetting his name every time (laughs) but that's where it began and it's these cult of personalities and i think that you can name quite a few you don't need to single out one uh in which miles certainly miles braun lived into and i think that's true though of a lot of people in history it's not a new concept just because it's playing out in this particular century, it goes back uh, to the dawn of mankind. This basic equation of genius doesn't equate billions of dollars. Uh, people have a have a long history of living into um, living into cult of personality type of peoples. Uh, and leaders and rulers over time that uh, fall into a certain rhetoric that anyone with an IQ a little higher would instantly uh, see through. And yet it continues to propagate, meaning that's just, as I've already concluded about a half dozen times already, (laughs) that 85% of humanity, uh, it's just... Hanging on to the coat feathers of 15%. Of. <laughs> and I am not even trying to say I'm a genius because I, I, I certainly would not say so. Uh, but I do think that there are those that are a little bit more paying attention <laughs> and not as permanently, primitively based as others, I mean, I think that goes back to the simple logic of sheep and 
not cheap. <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. I guess that is a little bit of the of the controversy that came out and Ryan Johnson responded saying quote a friend of mine said man that feels like it was written this afternoon and that just sort of uh, end quote and that just sort of a horrible horrible accident you know and the simple fact of it is this is (laughs) this has been quite the thing this is what makes the script actually very I think more successful than the first one is because it feels relevant it feels relevant for the past 10 years that we've been living into so while it certainly pinpoints one particular megalomaniac (laughs) currently all over every news post that you can unless you like I do genuinely say hide stories of then you're going to you're going to relate to what is being put out there Especially, again, for those a little bit more paying attention to all of the little things that are going on uh, in the, the, the all the things that they're saying behind the script. Uh, so I really like this movie, clearly. <laughs> I think that, yes, um, it was much better than it, the original. And while I thought that the original wasn't bad at all, I particularly, I think, praised Jamie Curtis's performance (laughs) in that one. These characters felt more relevant. And thus I had a, a far more emotional attachment to the things playing out and the things being uh, alluded to and said and spoken about. Uh, with the group of ashits or shitheads as they are labeled and how we do change and how wealth and power can change people and, and even change the the core beliefs of what they're fighting for and how sometimes when you jump into that political field, you are going to be making deals with the devil it's just how much of your soul are you willing to sell? And that's part of it. And as much as one can wish it otherwise, <laughs> that also seems to be a uh, pretty uh, it's sticking around for mankind, sticking around. Let's talk about the plot. Several friends get an invitation from billionaire Miles Braun to go to his private island because that's what billionaires do. They buy private islands. (laughs) Uh, I love them leaning into some of whether it's true or not, even just alluding to it because that's what people normal, normal people think of the, of the wealthy. The idea they would uh, go to a private island leaving from Greece to spend a weekend solving his murder. He sends them all these very elaborate boxes that they all get on a Zoom call to try to to figure out. I like that concept. I thought this is another really good movie filmed in the pandemic that actually flowed very well and didn't feel as if it was compensating for the pandemic, which I still gave so much leeway for but these 
are the ones that are the successful. I think this and uh, Barry season four, they just did an incredible job of using the pandemic to uh, using the restrictions to their benefit to add some creativity. And there was a lot of that going on. So with this film scene, the way in which they kept it moving, yes, it is a Zoom call. <laughs> but it it felt like these people were actually in a room together. And that's that's no small feat to accomplish. So I have to give a lot of kudos there. Uh, as everyone goes through these little tricks to this box, what the fuck is this box? <laughs> I love that his mom, Duke's mom, and we'll get into the individuals because I'm going to do the the plot and broad, broad strokes and then we'll get down to the little individual things. But his mom <laughs> being so much smarter and the fact that, you know, you see someone trying to Google to find something out and yet it's just, you can just ask someone and someone may actually recognize like, oh, that's a, uh, that's, that's a song by Bach. That's uh <laughs> what did she call that? A visual? I don't know. I've never played that. It seemed like a game from the the 1960s. <laughs> Just why she would know. <laughs> but it was very convoluted just to get to a damn invitation. And the last person to receive this box is someone we believe is Andy who used to be the co-partner with Miles for Alpha, which is the company they started. And it is to solve his murder because why not make a holiday a game of Clue? She. I don't know. This is not fun to me. I'm with Benoit. This feels, it's it's like these games are not, I don't get it. I just, I don't see their appeal. I've had friends of mine that's tried to get me into it. And I was just like, oh, I can't. Uh, there's just, you know, I'm all about categories and words with friends. <laughs> and I could crush a whole lot of candy. But do not ask me to do a game of of some type of mystery box. Plus it's, it feels like work. And I don't want to go on vacation to work. This is not fun for me. <laughs> but this all leads our gang to this island where we meet the eccentric billionaire. His game of murder is quickly, quickly deduced by Blanc himself, who uh, very derivative. <laughs> it's so rude to him about... Uh, how uh, how very, very uncomplicated this is to figure out. The game didn't even start yet and he already <laughs> solved the mystery. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was, that was great. I love how he broke it down and they was all happy about it. Like, thank God he cracked the case so that, <laughs> so we do not have to deal with that shit. Because, uh, no, 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 no. Looking for hedges that have the word B on it. It's like, this is very, uh, <laughs> very amateur. <laughs> he said, I had Jillian Flynn write that script. It turns out that someone invited Benoit to this, but we do not find out who until the second act after 
two murders take place. One being of, of Duke's character and the other apparently of Andy's character who was shot. And this leads to Blanc leading everyone away to start to peel back the layers of how he got here and what he is here to find out, which is who killed Andy. Everyone's like, no shit, it just happened. But they don't realize that the person that they have been interacting with all this time is not Andy, but her twin sister, Helen. And then it takes us all the way back to beginning. Let's first, before we jump into all of the story arcs <laughs> of what is, uh, what is actually going on with everyone and how it all leads up. Can we talk about a few highlight moments? Peace O'Shea. <laughs> Just that one word. Peace O'Shea. Oh, is that, is that grease for you? Peace O'Shea. <laughs> to explain Miles's dock, which very much looked tacky, by the way. Another line, why is your car on the roof? Because there's nowhere to drive on the island. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh, my, 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 my. The moment with Serena Williams' cameo where she's just standing there, or you think I'm like, oh, there's a very realistic photo of Serena Williams where it says fitness with Serena. And then she just breaks character and she's like, y'all won't to work out or not because i'm on the clock daryl who's there but not there going through a hard time <laughs> always showing up in odd moments and at the end smoking with benoit and them uh having that brief exchange of now that's disruption fucking a i'm about to end this man's whole career i just appreciate the fact that He's only there for comedic relief. And <laughs> every time it's perfect. It's so perfectly done. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some of the characters. There's other things I want to bring up, but we can get into them when we break down. So Benoit is hired by Helen, who is the twin sister of Andy she is an Alabama school teacher and she realizes that her sister's death, which was ruled a suicide, was in fact a murder after she had went snooping. Snooping. <laughs> it's like when they said that in there between them. They go snooping around or she goes snooping around and she realizes that this red envelope that she sent an email to all of these people to is nowhere to be found. That it's odd that her sister would have committed suicide, especially after she just lost this court case. Well, I suppose that's not odd, but <laughs> she knows her sister well enough to know that something's not right about it. Uh, and she wants to have him investigate, but Benoit realizing that the murder has not been, or the death has not been announced yet, that buys them a week to, to basically interrogate everyone 
throw them off by Andy pretending to be Helen so that they can figure out who has motive opportunity and so on and so forth. They make the perfect detective team. I loved everything about their detective abilities together. (laughs) I liked how Helen being so nervous fell into it rather easily, but mostly brought on by liquor. And as they're looking into everyone's background, they realize all of these people have a motive and had an opportunity to hurt Andy. And one of them may have killed Andy to protect Miles. First, there is Claire, who is governor of Connecticut. They're all friends that met at the Glass Onion, by the way, which is the name of what he's built on this island, an actual onion, which doesn't look great if I'm being totally honest. Uh, (laughs) And at this bar, despite them not liking Miles at first, Andy really brought him into the fold. He was able to help everyone get further in their careers. And now they are pretty much paying it forward because they're in debt to him in some way. And Miles is funding Claire's governorship of Connecticut and is now running for United States Senator. He has her sign off on this new clear despite the fact that her and Lionel both are not confident about the uh, the effects of it. They think it's very dangerous. However, because he kind of has them up against the wall by saying, I'll just support your opponent, she signs off on it. And it does bother her this entire vacation. I did like how Claire was portrayed because she knows that something's up and they admit, hey, we did go by your place after you sent that, even though nobody wrote back because she says, I'm a governor putting things on in an email. (laughs) It's a number one fucking no-no. I'm not going to put shit out there that can come back on me. I'm a politician. It was a very fair response. Uh... So Lionel is simply the the head scientist. He started off as like a teacher and he works for Miles Company Alpha. And he unfortunately has signed off on Clear despite his uh, very vocal dismissal saying he needed two years. He's like, yeah, we're launching because he announces that at the party. We're launching that this week. <laughs> despite the fact that it's uh, not been tested, but... The island in which he created is made of clear and he's like, look, this proves our point, right? Right. Also, I brought the Mona Lisa because no one's visiting the Louvre. I was able to rent it out. So he allows everyone to get face to face with the Mona Lisa. And they're like, just when you're an asshole, just when you're an asshole, you do something beautiful like this. Now, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. But like having Helen, I feel like Claire just got drunk the entire time. <laughs> Drowned herself in uh kabucha? I, I don't even know what that is. Clearly, I, I don't drink that much that I would know what that is. I forgot who did it. Dang gone it. I think no, it was uh uh oh now that's gonna bother me. 
It's the Avenger guy. Damn it. It'll come to me at one point. It'll come me come to me at one point. Uh Jeremy Renner. There we go. Kombucha Kombucha? Annie Mae hot sauce. <laughs> or was that Jerry Gerald Lita? No, Jeremy Renner did the hot sauce. Jared Leto did the the liquor. Finally got that right. Moving on <laughs> to Lionel's character. He also was someone who kind of came off as, yes, I know that I'm doing the wrong thing, but I've already hitched my ride to this man. And thus, I'm willing to turn a blind eye even to murder. <laughs> Because quite frankly, the truth won't matter. I'll just be, I'll either get in line and fall in line and keep what I got. Because otherwise, I'm going to be destroyed. Absolutely and utterly destroyed. And if anyone finds out, I'm going to lose my, my constituents. So I felt Claire's dilemma a little bit more than Lionel's. I'm like, you're a scientist. Guy, just go work for a competitor. <laughs> Birdie J, Kate Hudson's Birdie J. <laughs> I loved her for all of her politically incorrect holding on to the the days. Kate looks good at 43. But of course, nothing is like when you're in your 20s because she saw <laughs> she saw whiskey getting out of that pool and she said, no, I'm not going to go ahead and uh, take a dip. No, thank you. That was one of my favorite scenes, that awkward moment by the pool when she took off her hat and Andy was there. And she's like, oh, hi. <laughs> I was more amused at Peg's face. Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. Miles is hanging Birdie out to dry by wanting her to sign a statement about the Bangladesh, ish, uh, Bangladesh issue. Because he pulled a email from her in which she signed off on the sweatshop because she genuinely thought that's where they made sweatpants. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. While we did not see Birdie J sniffing any cocaine, her whole entire aura pretty much gave off that vibe. I'm in love with the coco. She's bored, hedonistic. She very much is living on her her beauty. She is the Kanye West of the 20 21st century. She likes to go on this idea of I just tell I just tell it how it is. I see it, I call it how it is. I'm speaking my truth. And there's a great line that Benoit gives her, which is, I wrote it down. Hold, please. Oh, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth. And that is very, very, very accurate. <laughs> Most people write, particularly on Twitter, things that they they don't really think about <laughs> and then instead of wanting to appear 
as if they are less than because they have this whole idealism of putting it out there that they're this smart person or you know they have the facade that they're trying to keep up they stand behind it and double down and then their fans jump in and support them and you're just like what the fuck is going on (laughs) well how did we get here (laughs) um but man i I love the fact that Claire constantly interrupted everything Bertie tried to say. <laughs> Her assistant, I felt so bad for Peg. She's like, 10 years, my career has been tied to you. So if I went from on my resume, waitressing to to being her assistant. So if she goes down, I'm never to be hired again. And while I understood that to a certain extent, um, you have to also hear what you're, <laughs> I guess she just used to fixing her, her messes, but man, does she have a lot of messes. <laughs> I'm laughing because she said she went on Oprah and compared herself to Harriet Tubman in spirit. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. She also had a Halloween incident in which she dressed up to honor Beyonce. (laughs) That got her canceled because clearly she dressed in blackface and didn't understand how wrong that is. I will say whiskey yawning as she was going on and on and on. And so was Miles about her, her achievements in life. Birdie is only relevant because she was depressed sitting in sweatpants and Miles capitalized on it right before the pandemic because she's a supermodel and that's what people do. They look up to people. Uh, doing things and expect it's like this, uh, this, you know, inventive idea. And it's just, she's just depressed and hot sitting in sweatpants and the pandemic happened and people need someone to mimic. (laughs) But yeah, her dancing around. I did like that dress though. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, she pretty much was just a sad, sad a washed up supermodel turned fashionista but really being set up as the fall guy for miles creating her sweatpants in a sweatshop which in case you don't know uses child labor and plans to pay her off for her ruined reputation and that's pretty damn shitty Cause clearly she didn't know he used her idiocy against her. So either you take, and it's really a, a, a backhanded thing. Cause he really did the bad crime. She was just too, too unfortunately smart enough to understand exactly what that meant because she's not a very intelligent person. Um, let's go to Duke and whiskey. Because I felt whiskey a lot in this episode. Because I do, while on one hand, uh, because that's the thing, when 
And I had a friend and me were having a conversation about this. I was like, Wayne Cardi B and Lizzo and oh, I forgot, Nicki Minaj and all those that clearly use their sexuality blatantly, even talk about it in their lyrics about how they use it to get to further their own ambitions. We we go, yes, queen, yes, queen. But when a white girl does it. <laughs> We tend to call them whores. And that is something that's a realization because it is the exact same concept of what she's trying to say. Like, look, yeah, I'm fucking this idiot. Like, yeah, I'm the girlfriend of this dude. He pimps me out as a whore to his his investor because apparently Duke got caught on his Twitch channel selling rhino pills to children (laughs) so he also got canceled and then miles bailed him out and gave him a youtube channel that he wants to use to get onto alpha news so she has been using her relationship with duke to get more recognition on his channel but in return he has her playing mistress to miles to get or influence ideas to get him ahead. And it's unfortunate only if the people involved were unwillingly being exploited. And that's not what you have here with whiskey. She fully is aware of what she's doing. It is her choice to do it. And she is told by the end that that guy is an asshole and you can do better than that. And that's very true. There is uh, the side of you don't have to deal with, like if you are going to get yourself involved in these, you don't have to sell every bit of your self-esteem in that arrangement. Make sure you're getting yours and that they're not playing you. (laughs) That is the lesson to be taken away there. And clearly with Duke's characterization, he was someone that, wasn't even giving her an equal benefit in their partnership. You know what I mean? So Andy and her have a conversation where it's clear that she really thought Andy was done dirty. And she explains what her motivations are with Duke. And Andy tells her later on after the party that, you know, you need to get rid of that guy because he, you could do better. Uh, she, <laughs> after then though, the, the part where, and I, I don't even blame whiskey where she's like, just fuck that guy. He's dead. Eh, he deserved what he got. <laughs> I understand you may feel that way. Cause you think that one of them may have killed and it's clear he did have something, but that was retrospect. I don't think she knew <laughs> at that moment, what Benoit had had concluded about the reason for his death but yeah that still was his girlfriend (laughs) so of course he's like wait a minute you're talking like you killed him uh so yes this all led to why is it with uh, i always i think that and i'm not judging i'm not i just noticed a trend men turn 40 50 years old and it's not all men it certainly isn't it's those who probably feel a lot less insecure on the inside (laughs) for being honest uh but 
you know, they get about 40, 45 range, then they automatically need to start dating girls 10 to 15 years, if not more younger than them. They jump, they go to the gym, they jack themselves up, probably even pump themselves with some steroids because they're rich. And, (laughs) and then they start, I mean, it's like, when they start aging and the midlife crisis comes in, men just try to do everything if they have the political capital to do so, even if they don't. <laughs> they, could just, they could be only half well off. If they can, and it's become far, far uh, more, what's the word I need to use? Transparent nowadays, because girl, it's not like the sugar babies ain't out there being like, yes, Yes. Why don't you love me, Daddy? But that is always their their out their uh <laughs> their effort to retain their youth. Whereas females were like, let's go eat, pray, love. Not even really pray, but <laughs> they're trying to travel. Uh <laughs> figure out more things about ourselves, clarify, analyze our life decisions. (laughs) It's just a whole different, uh, and there are some that, you know, they'll go start working on their body. There is that, because I think that that's, I think that's just rich people in general. It depends. It depends. I don't know. The the last couple of years, I feel as if there has been an upward trend though on health, and that's good. That's a good thing. I just don't like the stick thing that's happening. The waves. No, I don't want so thin that you're basically breakable. (laughs) That's too much. We're going on a tangent that is away from this script and the movie itself. But this character ends up being murdered because he thought blackmail was going to somehow not end with you being murdered. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. I did like the part where he's like, mom, when I'm doing a live, you need to shut up. One, you living in a house with your mother still? She's still doing your laundry? Grown ass men, do not. If your parents are still doing your laundry, I need you to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror. And I need you to grow the fuck up. <laughs> I will not be moving in the house with a man. Whose mama still does his laundry. That shit is not happening. She slapped him because she told him, she's like, well, hold on. Did you just tell your mother to shut up? He's like, because, uh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, you don't need to say anything other than I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> Crazy. Walking in here telling me to shut up. Got life fucked up. This is my damn house. You in my damn basement. <laughs> what? Maybe it was his house though, and she just lived with him. And that's even worse. That's even worse. I still I need you to come and still be, you treat me like a child, because I'm a child. Uh so that's pretty much it with Duke. He dies because of a pineapple allergy, because he says Duke don't fuck with pineapple. <laughs> oh, the moment when they were on the dock and Ethan Hawk said, Open your mouth. Uh <laughs> they were doing a lot of gay jokes. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional, not intentional. It doesn't matter. But him like open your mouth. He's squishing it back. So everybody else is like gagging. He's like, yeah, uh, professional. 
Um, it's like, what's in that? Like some <laughs> disinfectant. <laughs> but there was that idea right at the pandemic that all the rich people had the vaccination before anyone else and was like good to go. Uh, some secret, secret vaccination that only people with a whole bunch of money can buy. You ain't never going to convince the populace otherwise. Never. Uh, I think that, yeah, so pineapple is what kills him, the allergy. Let's talk about Miles. I think we have, uh, because he's the biggest, the biggest uh, douchebag of all. Because it turns out he killed Andy. He killed Andy because he went around. uh, She tried to stop him from doing this clear shit. Uh, Then she uh, could prove that it was her idea that she wrote down on a napkin that led to Alpha. Even though she let him co-run it. And then when it was clear that she was going to force her friends to choose a pick a side that is when he went to her home and killed her (laughs) by putting sleeping pills in her drink and then making it look like a suicide by putting her in her car in the garage uh (laughs) it's dumb so dumb it's brilliant no it's just dumb Everything about the plan and Benoit thought was stupid, sloppy. You kept the envelope. Even even Lionel dragged him about that. Like, what were you thinking? And Duke saw him leave. So when the story broke, because he had his Google notifications on, he showed it to Miles' character who immediately murdered him using pineapple juice. <laughs> I basically it would take the the even the the lowest of detectives to figure this shit out. And then not only that, because he's not creative at all, he stole he stole Benoit's own idea about how everyone's trying to murder him to make it look like he was the target of the murder and to also go and murder Andy. Except Andy didn't die and it wasn't Andy, it was Helen. She, her sister's notebook protected her. I love how down she was when he was like, hold on, we can use this to our advantage because we got one more room to search after she is sent to search all the rooms to look for the envelope. And she's like, give me that hot sauce. I know exactly where you're going with this and I am down to clown. So it is finally revealed that Andy is in fact dead, that this is Helen, the twin sister. And you could tell that Edward Norton had a moment the minute he saw her show up. I'm going to jail. He would look spooked every time she walked into a room like he saw someone coming back from the dead. (laughs) And he never thought because he didn't listen too much to her life that he realized she had a twin sister. That's fucked up. I did love her. uh, First, let's talk about his bullshit speech (laughs) about disruptors. (laughs) Um, Because everything that he was saying was sounding convincing 
except to someone who would be able to detect the bullshit. And Benoit immediately smelled caca. You stupid. And it all boiled down to vernacular. And I love that. (laughs) Cause that's exactly how you spot a bullshit. (laughs) I've had people talking to me. I know I had an ex swore, swore if he could just mimic a book. But the thing is, his memory wasn't that great. And most often, and that's the thing, most often than not, people, particularly with power, uh, can say things and people won't correct them. They're not going to sit there and be like, oh, no, it's Angia, not, you know, whatever the fuck you just said. They're not going to actually give them the true facts uh, because that's considered rude and they would really destroy your career over something like that. So you have to dumb yourself down to be in their presence and company. And I once told my ex that I never got over it. Uh, <laughs> but that is exactly how everyone, because you know that Lionel is smarter. You know that Claire is smarter. Birdie, not so much. Duke, not so much. Peg certainly had looks of, what the fuck? But definitely someone like Benoit would hear this man speak and be like, no, that those words are not where they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, that sounded all fancy, but it also amounted to a whole lot of things that just sound good, but they don't amount to anything profound. And that is very common. <laughs> very, very common. It's why a lot of these Trumps are delusional because business savvy does not does not equate genius does not equate or being big in tech does not mean you yourself are a tech genius and that's what he said like you make that assumption about people but the simple truth is you're even admitting someone else wrote the 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 script for your fucking uh, huge game for the murder someone else made the boxes someone else's ideas just like that tech guy (laughs) damn it i want to remember his name he's already passed away but it's exactly like the iphone guy it's it's a whole bunch of other genius people and you being the face of that brand and then going out in the world doing all these speeches written by other people to make yourself seem as if you're grandiose and then you start falling and believing that truth about yourself and we're always probably in that delusional field to begin with and I think you have to be you have to be and then you fall in line with it and you just realize like holy shit this is this is what power is this is what and it's not all to say that it's that way because it certainly isn't but man there's a lot of truth in that even I was listening to him. I was like, that's caca. <laughs> I love when he told him that. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you had an uh, opportune moment in history. And that was about it. The best part of the, ep- the movie is when she went up to him after her breaking shit, because that's that felt that felt cathartic for me as a black woman. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, 
Because even as all of the evidence is put out there and they know the truth, the truth doesn't matter if you can, can't prove it. And when it comes to the lawyers and the money that he can throw at them, what is that to a simple truth, right? It's all about what you can prove. And uh, there's a moment in which even Benoit can do nothing. He can do absolutely nothing. He has no jurisdiction here and he can't witness what's about to happen. <laughs> and so he puts something in her hand and gives her a drink because he knows that once she gets some alcohol in her, she's going in hot. Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. You can't fuck with Queen She tore up all her shit. She channeled her inner Angela Bassett. <laughs> she, they should have been playing uh, Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige. <laughs> and uh, she, she, at first he was like mildly like, I don't give a fuck if you story my statues. But then the more she kept destroying, he's like, okay, oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. He said, what do you want? She grabbed his lighter and set the shit on fire. She made the fire even more brighter by adding fuel to it. And then shows him his nuclear that he already is launching. And she tossed it in there. And my best and my second best scene is when he realized that she was going for the Mona Lisa. <laughs> then he dumbly showed them <laughs> how to access and he goes to try to stop her and she's like I did it my way yes queen yes queen yes queen that was a great moment followed by her her speech when she was fully drunk he was like how many of these have you had and she's like I thought you said you don't drink <laughs> oh she was down on them bitches and then she told him all about themselves. Y'all sucking on the golden titties of Miles. He closed his robe too. Like <laughs> then he said, that was so real. Dinner is at eight. <laughs> I wanted some tamales. It's like Halle Berry that has a kick. Uh, Whiskey was clearly not in impressed with the sex with Miles because he tried to grab her hand and she didn't even pretend. Hey, don't touch me, bitch. And as I stated earlier, and then went on a tangent and forgot all about the line of after she ruins <laughs> everything. And he's like, you child, as he throws a tantrum. What did you expect to, to get out of that? And she's like, you're an idiot. You're clear, just ruined the Mona Lisa. <laughs> You're going to get your wish to forever be remembered in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. I love the way she said it to him and walked away. <laughs> and everyone realizing that he was fucked immediately turned on him. 
Although I was disappointed that y'all found out y'all friend was murdered and y'all was friends with her first and y'all didn't think to to stand behind her then. There was a very casual mention of Blanc's sexuality because there was a cameo by Hugh Grant, who is his live-in partner. You don't have to tell me anything. When I saw him in the in that that blue striped with the <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, I see you. I see you out there. He's like, are you in the bath again? He really is spending time. I would never spend time in a bath. That's just, mm. you know what it is? Because the water gets all grimy with your stuff. It's just, it's the shower is the, is the life. I don't, I don't know. I don't like baths. <laughs> I've never <laughs> particularly been fond of them uh, past my youth. You can tell people are throwing parties because the music is starting to bump upstairs. Everybody about to get fucked up. Unfortunately, I got to go to this thing for my niece from six to eight but you best believe well probably i'll be half but because i gotta drive i can't be that much but (laughs) after that yeah girl is getting sloppy and there'll probably be a podcast at that time (laughs) so ultimately what did i think about this movie i thought it was spectacular i gave it a 9.8 out of 10 i think that uh that Janelle Monet's characterization, I think, break out for me because I've never seen her in anything. I thought she did. She was both adorable, you know, relatable, uh, fun. I thought she did well with the accent. And I thought she had really good chemistry with Daniel Craig's character. And they really, they really gave her a lot to shine with. And I, I appreciated that uh anything else i want to mention before there will be a third movie uh but as long as both ryan and daniel are involved they will continue to work on more is what i hear and i look forward to what they have to give us in the future i will say everyone was looking very very attractive for their age in this uh not i want to say for their age at their age because for their age indicates that you know you're not supposed to look attractive at that age (laughs) but there was a lot between daniel edward you know leslie not dave batista got too many got too many uh got too many tattoos for me i don't i don't like a whole bunch of muscles i'm sorry i'm sorry don't like that much muscles but the other three If you have any lingering thoughts that you want to send, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave them below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. And I've been down there on the floor. No one's ever gonna keep me.